Hey there, it's Alowin, better known as the voice behind Averin, with a word from our sponsor. This session brought to you in part by Fiverr, the best place to find freelance services for your business. Whether you're in the market for commissioned art, or even script writing, which I probably should have utilized prior to recording this so I didn't have to do it six times, you can find on Fiverr. It's a whole world of freelance available right at your fingertips with options for every budget. Find high quality services at every price point, no hourly rates, and just project-based pricing. You'll find quality work done quickly with the right freelancer to begin working on your project within minutes. Your payments are protected every time. Always know what you'll pay up front and your payment isn't released until you approve the work. And know that Fiverr has your back with 24 seven support. Not in the market for services, but looking to augment your own income? Fiverr is powered by freelance artists just like you. So sign up today at Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Welcome to the world of Saluna. Welcome, everybody, listeners and um, friends. We have a special episode here that we are going to record today that is a one-on-one with the lovely Mick, or Radical Slinky, as you will know them on social medias, who plays our guest uh, star, uh, PC Evangeline. Hello! Um, We will be... You know what? I'm actually not going to give anything of what we're going to be going into this session. I'm just going to start. Sounds good. We won't <laughs> tell any secrets. We'll just let it unfold. <laughs> um, so, Evangeline, this is about three months post-Ascension. Okay. Your friends who had helped you take down probably one of the most corrupt people you've ever met in Larian have ascended to godhood. You know, Mm -hmm. some of them like to come down to the mortal realm and visit. Sometimes they like to hold on to their, their mortal uh, side. Um, But what has Evangeline been up to in the, the, I want to say this is probably like six months since they've been there. I I think you know Evangeline's got a stable life. She's maintaining the the she's maintaining the blushing crow. She's running the gym, and I think that's what she kind of devotes her time to doing. Um, and I think on her her downtime, what little she has, she's training people in her dad's gym. Her dad's the actual gym, not the Fight Club gym. Mm. Um, she's you know training people that she thinks have potential similar to the godlets when they first walked into her door Ooh, okay fun um so i take it you've also kind of helped reform like 
not necessarily the government, but like. Oh, how she's definitely like all... lobbied. She's lobbied on how the government is run, like separation of church and state, baby. Absolutely, we're here for that. <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, another church is trying to come in. Uh, uh-uh. uh, nope, we're not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, you're paying your taxes. You're paying your taxes, and I will not be kicking down your door with the head of your former priest. Uh, I'm not doing that again. Exactly. No dragons for priests, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you're training people in um, in your gym, running your uh, your tavern, uh, making sure that Hailval is set as a capital. Oh, yeah. Um, can you do me a favor and just give me two flat d20 rolls? Okay. First one is a nine. A nine, okay. <clears throat> mm, that one's a nat one. Ooh, okay. Uh, oh, so no. you're going to jail. Uh, with Ooh. the well. Which one would you like to resolve first, the nine or the nat one? Uh, let's get the let's get the the nasty boy out of the way. Let's resolve that nat one. Cool. Um, in the past month, uh, not only have you been dealing with what you deal with as a business owner and a trainer, um, <coughs> I'm sorry, <clears throat> you dealt with a a very large forest fire that had crept into the city, also. Okay. Um, about uh, a quarter of the city was burnt down. Okay. Um, and um, obviously, like, the new church is <clears throat> a lot better. Um, they're not so much a cult as a um, a place that has open arms for homeless and, um, like, other, like, mistreated people. Um, for sure. So... Hailval has become more of a safe haven for mm-hmm. those that are different. Okay. Um, so the church, obviously, as you had major corrections in the government um, after your friends left, um, has helped mostly with building it up. Um, it is not the same as it used to be. It is more of a slum-like area now. Okay. Um, so the government has asked if you um, either would like to train those that would be sort of policing, not a police force, but just like a uh, almost like a um, like a protection force. They're not cops. But For sure. They kind of like just stop things from happening. They don't like arrest people. Um they just like de-escalate if things. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's very much a de-escalation force. Um, they ask you to train them, um, and you've also gotten um, letters from the monastery of the Divine Heart asking you to join and possibly open a monastery branch in Hailball. Um, Ooh. Okay. Uh. So with that, with your nine, um, you. Uh, I need a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. (laughs) That is a 17. A 17. Okay. Um, It's about... hmm, What time is it? It's about, like, 3 in the morning. Okay. 
You are sleeping, though. I feel, tell me if I'm wrong, I feel Evangeline's a light sleeper. Oh, especially, absolutely. Especially in the world she's grown up in. Oh, absolutely. Um, You feel almost like a feeling of someone knocking on your mind as if it's a door. Uh, do you open it? Before Evangeline does anything, has she heard about this being done before? Yes. And is it usually a good thing, or is it gonna, if she opens up that door, is like, is she gonna be stuck in her mind forever? Or type Give deal? me an insight check. Oh, don't mind if I do. That is a uh, dirty 20. A dirty 20. You feel no malevolence from this being that is trying to contact you. Okay, cool. Uh, with that, she's gonna she's gonna open that door. Cool. Um, as you open that door, you are um, astrally transported to what looks like a giant mansion. Okay. With a swimming pool. Okay. Uh, and you see standing before you. Um, I don't know how much dealings with gods. Evangeline has done before? I would say not many because, you know, one, her her home was not, was being poorly run by people mm. who claim to be godly people. Yes. So she, I, I, and, you know, you as the DM can correct me, but I think that a lot of people in Heilvald don't put a lot of faith in the gods for that specific reason. Yes. So I, not a whole lot. She knows that the gods exist. She knows that they're there. Mm. She knows the basic, you know, history but nothing past that she doesn't go to church on sundays type cool. you know type shit. yeah um in front of you on like a laid back like um beach chair mm -hmm. um is a man in a blue robe with flip-flops um a tussled beard and tussled hair and feathered ears um and a small swimsuit uh, and he looks at you and goes, ha ah, ha ha, the little cub. Come, join me, sit down. We got some talking to do. Oh, I I'm Zeldris, by the way, sorry. Oh, well, you you don't need to use that name here. Evangeline is fine. And very cautiously, she is gonna sit down uh, where he like offered because it would be rude to say no to a god. Yeah. Um... He's like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, all right, Evangeline. I can go with that. That's a nice name. You know, your parents really picked out a good name for you. Very strong and feminine. I like it. Thank you. Um, so I want to thank you uh, for all the work that you've done in Hailball. Uh, that church that used my name really fucking sucked. Yeah. Can I ask um, you a question about that? Yeah. Where were you? Um, I, where was I? I th think I was dealing with something with the Ascension. Mm. There was a lot to prepare and you know, Nuna looked at me and was like, you're the older sibling. You're the first beginning. You have to do the most of the work. I'll deal with the mortals. So I was really building up the ascension. Mm. I didn't kind of realize what was going on in the world. And that's my fault. I'm I'm omnipotent. 
and I really should have been paying attention and really helping the people of the world I created. <laughs> um, I'm not perfect. A lot of people think that gods are perfect, but like, I was chosen for this by the Great Expanse. Love them. They're a great parent, but they didn't explain to me what being a god really was. We kind of learned all this ourselves. As you went, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy that you cut off the head of that dragon. Yeah. Um, I'm also really happy that, like, Oh, yeah, I mean, your friend Dream, one of my fellow gods. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really happy that, like, he sent that fiend back to the Nine Hells. Like, did a really bad job posing as me. I'm not that strict. I'm really chill. You are quite chill. Can I... I understand that gods aren't perfect. And I understand that you had a lot to do. It's not just what happened with the ascension people lost faith in you yeah they did and you know that's okay and that's the beautiful thing about mortals is you can change and mold yourself and do i wish faith was lost outside of inaction yes I do if you've done so much to fix problems that I didn't uh, and that's kind of why I've called you here or invited you here um, I would like to offer you three boons um of any Ew. level yes um as you've done very important work and more than i could ever ask of you as a mortal who has their own life to live and their own life to protect but you did that out of the goodness in your heart so if you would like them, the three boons are yours. Does this tie me to you? Does this make me no. some sort of tie? Well, good. No, no offense. I, oh, look, if you, I would love to have you as one of my followers, but I'm more of like a, it's your choice type God. You know, I, I had, you did a favor for the people that were wronged by me. It's only right that I do a favor for you. You don't have to be tied to me in any way. I mean, like, I like to think of us as friends. Right. Friends is a word for it. I don't know if I'll be able to explain that, oh, hey, Zeldris is my friend, but... Yeah, it's a hard that, one. That's got a ring to it. What type <laughs> of friends do you, do you offer? Is that the word? Offers the word. Uh... Well, it depends on the boon. Um, you truly have to want it. It can't just be something of a whims, a whimsical thing that you just randomly think of. Um, it has to be something true in the pit of your soul that you would like. Ah. I, I guess I'd have to think about it, but I, I, I do accept. 
Yeah. So, and you can call on those whim, on those boons at any point in your life. So you don't have to get all three of them now. Good to know. Yeah. You don't have to take any of them now, right? I, you know, I, I just wanted to call you to offer you. And, you know, a lot of people don't like being like, you know, when we take people into like our realms, they go catatonic in real life. It's kind of weird to do during the day. So I like to do it when people are sleeping. So like they're already catatonic kind of. Uh, no, I appreciate that. That'd be, uh, that'd be something to explain to my, you know, employees. Yeah. It's good to know that you still care for your people. Oh or yeah. I'm, I'm, devising something to help with the slums in Hailball, because I my nephew uh, uh, Alistine uh, he's, he's a, a ranger that lives around Hailball in the forests mm-hmm. um, he told me about the wildfires yes it's, um, been a, it's been a challenge to say the least yes and, and I'm trying to devise something that can fix and remedy that. Uh, oh. Because your city did not deserve that kind of disaster. and Nothing we've ever... It's nothing we've ever dealt with before. No. Yeah. Uh, but yes, um, if there is any other questions you have for me, you may ask. How are they doing? Uh, uh, the godlets. Uh, they're getting the hang of it. They're, uh, they remind me of us when we first started. <laughs> uh, but, you they, know. They definitely have an energy about them. And yes. I think that brighter days are ahead in Mulverne. Thanks yes. It is very good to have them here as we can spread out the responsibilities more and actually hold responsibility for the world. Yes. It was, I think that was a part of it. For four of us, this whole world was quite a lot. Um, well, more hands make less work. Yes. Uh, another question. Yes. Does, does Calaver still think that that whole ascension was a tour, uh, a musical tour? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it would have been a really sick tour. Very sick tour. Though he kind of went through some stuff when he went home. But, you know, maybe perhaps he could, maybe he'll, he does visit the mortal realm. So, perhaps if you reach out, he He'll visit, and you can talk to him about it. I guess I shall. Uh, Evangeline does look at around, like, the area, goes, You know, for the history that they teach us about you, this place is really nice. Yeah, I like a chill vibe, and, like, summer party is kind of, like, the chillest vibe. Uh, I also grow my own villa. Oh. Plants. So. The chillest yeah. vibes. Yeah. I also hear that your tavern is the one to go to if you want a good time in the mortal realm. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I grew up at that tavern. My mother was an entertainer there, and then I took over after the oh. owner decided to retire. And I made sure yes. that that place thrived through everything. Yes, I'll, I, I, I know your parents. They, We made sure that they're in a good place after they passed. How are they doing? Do you get a chance to talk to them? Uh, that's more Kaisis's area. Right. Um, but from what I know, they're together. And I think with this, you see Evangeline smile, and she, like, I think with that little bit of closure, that's probably the most comforting thing she has heard in a very long time. Yeah. You know, I think your father also started a fight club in Paradise. <laughs> Uh, I hold on. I'm gonna see if Evangeline like tears up for a second. Hold on. Nope, she's fine. Um, she she laughs and she goes, "I would not put it past him to yeah, stop doing I, something like that." Yeah, he. I was told not to talk about it, but like, I think you're the appropriate person to talk to about it. I think so as well. If you do go there, though. You always have to always bet on the house champion. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's always. my father. I believe it is. That, that doesn't su surprise me at all. <laughs> um, but I believe you'll be having a visitor soon, so I should probably send you back. A, a visitor? You'll see. And with that, you right back into your body and jolts awake. Doctor Strange into my body. <gasps> yeah. Um, and it's about six in the morning now. The sun is starting to rise. Um, and it... What is Evangeline feeling after that? I think Evangeline is feeling a really weird sense of comfort and closure, but also a little bit of like conflicting feelings because, you know, she's never, she's never had the trust in the gods yeah. at all. Like, no, well, you know, it, it's kind of like the, oh, just have faith. Evangeline's like, no, fuck faith. I want action. Yeah. Um, exactly. So I think there's this little bit of like confusion being like, mm -hmm. am I, do I have a religion now? Um, <laughs> but I think, I think it's a mixture of closure and comfort mixed with a little bit of conflict. You know, it, she understands that, oh, cool. You know, these boons don't mean I'm connected. I, I'm attached or tied to Zeldris, but at the same time, it's like a, the, the skeptic in her doesn't want to believe it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, there's something tricky about this. Yeah, so, like, what, I, uh, really? You really are gonna give me three godly boons just because I did what you couldn't? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get, I get that 100%, because that's very much a, uh, way that even Riona would think about it. Yeah. Um, even though she was on the path to godhood, um, she kind of not lost faith in the gods, but like kind of like 
started to see the reality of four beings being in charge of an entire world. Um, where like there's pitfalls in their responsibility. Um, but yeah, just three quick knuckle wraps uh, against the wood. Evangeline lets out a sigh and she kind of like somewhat straightens up her hair and she grabs like, I feel like a cardigan or something. She's like in sweatpants mm. and a tank top. Yeah. So she's kind of doing like the, what do you want type deal. So yeah, she goes to the door and she like uh, opens it with apprehension just in case. Yeah. Uh, as you open it and look out, you see, um, you are like face to face to chest with this person. Um, and Luster is standing right there uh, at your door. And he goes, uh, it is six in the morning and you're still sleeping. Is Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Sometimes people like to sleep in, Luster. What do you want? And she opens, she opens up the door and kind of like gestures for him to come inside. Uh, he walks in and uh, like sits down and he goes, Would you look at me like I'm crazy if I told you I was visited by a god last night? Would you look at me like I was crazy if I told you that I too was visited by a god? Who visited you? Would you see he uh give me actually Yeah, you know, this is he you can see this. This it's it's bright enough for you to see this. Uh he turns bright red. Lester, no, don't hold out on me now, darling. Uh he kind of goes, <clears throat> Well, you see, uh before he met you and moved on to the Ascension Island. Me and, uh, Dream kind of had uh, a thing. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. I can tell by everything about your face that you had relations. Don't worry, Dream look, looked at you the same way. So Dream visited you last night. How did that go? And she's starting to like bustle around. Like this is straight up like salon, salon gossip tea. She's like making, uh, she's making coffee for him as she's like, she's trying not to rustle his jimmies, but she's rustling his jimmies. Well, if he, uh, uh, how do I? If he was hot before the ascension like times 10 oh my god luster you dirty dog and she's like setting stuff on the stove she's getting stuff she's getting like a little breakfast like charcuterie board done and she's like and she's like no you don't need to s just spare me on those details but like did you have fun at least were you safe oh oh all the time we are always safe oh that's good that's good um uh. uh, and she's like, so besides, and she, she gestures that, what did he say to you? Well, I kind of found out that he's, he's in, what did he say? Uh, oh, I can't remember because you were having so much fun, weren't you? No, it's a new word for more, for me. 
Uh, polyamorous? Oh, so you, it's just two, two hands for holding. Okay. He He's with... Uh, what's their name? Uh, Avaran? The, the fox one? Oh, Avaran, yes. Uh, uh, Ariandre, the... The, the, the flying elf. Okay. The varial. Uh, okay. And I, I'm okay with it, but it's something new, so I'm confused. It just means that he just has equal attraction to more than one person. It's nothing to be ashamed about. Oh no! It look there. I'm not gonna yuck somebody's yum. <laughs> but it's is it bad to I, I feel like it's bad to have these feelings for a god no I mean look at the story look at it's not bad to have feelings for somebody that is not quite out of reach but what feels to be unreachable it's just like any mortal crush but you have a crush on a god And I think you should consider yourself lucky. I mean, a god has a crush on you, you have a crush on a god, and with time, that god's partners might come to like you as well. I mean, who wouldn't want to be looked at in that way by a bunch of gods? Yeah, you're right, but... I don't know, I don't... And he's kind of, like, sitting there, twiddling his thumbs, uh, and looks at you and goes, but, uh, have you heard from uh, what was his name, Elias? And I think with that, like Evangeline does turn like slightly pink, like the anime blush right across the cheeks. <laughs> and she then quickly turns around, and is like preparing the coffee. I just no, he has been busy, but um, we are set for dinner at some point. But no, I haven't heard from him recently. And she turns around and hands him the coffee without looking at him. Bright pink. Uh, if you would like, uh, roll me. I'll say, uh, give me a stealth check. He's going to roll perception. Oh, absolutely. Okay. That is a 19 for stealth. 19 total. He rolled the 19 on the die with a plus five to perception. No! <laughs> he looks at you and goes, after I spilled all of my shit, you're gonna hide your emotions from me. I'm not hiding my emotions. It's early in the morning. You're blushing. And she's like, no, I'm not. It's warm. The fire's really hot. And I was- Evangeline. Fine. I, we had dinner months ago i mean I, i've just been really busy you know working in higher wall making training and just having time i know dream told me he was moved up to be one of the head monks of the divine heart so i, I get it but yes and the divine heart wants to develop a branch here hmm. in high wall i wonder who set that connection up i will kick your ass all the way to the blushing crow i welcome it then you probably he, wouldn't like it, and then I. Well, you know, 
when the Divine Heart opens a branch, one of their headmasters has to live there for a while. You jackass. What are you implying? I think you're both trying to get closer to you. I... And I, you, you can see Evangeline really trying to justify, no, he's not. Uh, she goes, no. And she's like putting like the tray on the table table uh the charcuterie the, the breakfast charcuterie on the table she's like no he's just you know wanted to open up a branch here he's just being a friend and my, is Is the little cub nervous about a little love if i tell you the truth you can't laugh have i ever laughed at your truth yes Okay, fair. I won't laugh. Not pinky promise. And he offers his, like, large pinky. Ginormous pinky. And she pinky promises back, and she goes to sit down at the table and goes, It's, it's really silly. But being the daughter of Yaramir Thomas tends to push a lot of tended to push a lot of people, not just boys, tended to push a lot of people away from ever wanting to be romantic with me. Because they've always seen me as Yarmir Thomas's daughter and the fighter, the one that's got a temper, the one that pushed a bully down a cliff. That was one time I was six. Uh, and then she continues and she goes, most of my life, people have been afraid of me, whether it be my father or how I was raised. So the idea of being viewed romantically is frightening. Well, that makes sense. But it's exciting, too. I, I guess. The first person to ever see you and all of those things that everybody always lined up to be frightening, to be something to step away at and wants to step forward because of it. Isn't that exciting? I guess. You know, I'm afraid that if he gets too close he's gonna see me and then he's gonna run away and she takes a big swig of her coffee to like actually hold on let me see i i love composure checks nope she's fine um <laughs> um he looks at you and i don't think you've ever like you've been friends with luster for a while and i don't i don't think you've ever seen him look at you in this way, like, he is looking at you, like, in adoration. Like, this is a man that oh. is your friend and adores you. And looks at you and says, well, if he runs away, he wasn't worth it. And I think you know that. But I don't think he's going to run away this time. 
I hope not. This is a man that went through the Great Awakening and survived. He's been to the Violet Isle, something that no mortal's done since the wars. I think he can handle the real you. I guess so. Uh, and can you give me a flat intelligence? Of course. Oh, that we're doing the Witcher dice. Oh, it's not bad. <clears throat> 14. Uh, as you're sitting there and talking to Lester, your mind wanders a little bit <clears throat> uh, to a day not so long ago. Maybe I want to say maybe like seven, eight months ago okay. uh, where you're standing outside of your, your tavern, the Blushing Crow and uh, Postimus Maximus pops up and he goes, well, I got a letter for you. For me? And Yeah. And hands it to you. Uh, and you see that in a neat script, it is named out for you. Uh, and uh, in a second, Postimus Maximus is gone. Oh, good lad. Um, I take the envelope and I open it. Uh, inside, you see a page with rather neat handwriting um, on it. And it says, Dearest Evangeline, I write you this letter to share some thoughts I have been having since we met you and fought that dragon together. You're something special, crossed out. You are amazing, crossed out. You're rad, crossed out. You're amazing. No, I already said that. Why am I writing this all out, crossed out? Okay, well, um, I don't know how to voice these things, so here I go. The moment I saw you, I had a twinge of interest. I was curious about you. I wanted to get to know you. But alas, I am on a mission, and what I felt or wanted didn't matter. But when I spoke, when you spoke, I, ha I heard a melody that I would be interested in hearing again. I know this sounds crazy and very deep, but poetry is a way I've heard people express emotions before. I've honestly been thinking a lot about it and going over how I might have hidden my thoughts, but when I offered to give you the last hit on Delph, it was me making a move, as Dream would say. In reality, when you fought and I saw how you felt the emotions and exhibit your power with these, this finesse and precision, it was as if you tripped my heart into a faceplant. I wanted to know you... I wanted to get to know you, but my mission is a priority. Taking chances is something our friends in The Chosen have taught me. I know this is a very long and convoluted, but I guess it's my way of asking that if I don't die on this crazy mission with these future gods, would you grace me with your presence once again and join me for dinner in Morganthi? All expenses on me. Sincerely, Elias Veltanath. This is a fictional man, and Mick, like, Mick is sitting here like, oh my god, me? <laughs> <laughs> Romance is my specialty. Oh. 
I think with this, Evangeline has the deepest blush on her face. And she heads into the tavern and immediately starts writing her letter. Yay! <laughs> um, so if you would like, what does your letter say? Of course. Sorry. Elias, darling, I admire your attempt at a poetic introduction. It's quite charming. Your devotion to the gods, both on the land and in the sky, is admirable. That loyalty will take you far in your life, but do take care that that loyalty will not be your downfall. For you, my dear, are your own person. Don't forget who you are once those godlets ascend. You, in fact, are such a darling, and I would love to have dinner once things blow over. So much has happened since you and your little ragtag bunch left Hyobor. I found that the Church of Zeldris ran far deeper into the pockets of the city than we ever thought before. You'd be surprised just how fast holy men talk when, they, when you put a severed head of a dragon, and by extension, the head priest on a table. I do think brighter days are ahead, darling. And we have you and your friends to thank. Should you ever find yourself in Hyobor again, you always have a seat at my bar. And besides, someone has to teach you to take the final hit, even if you're using it to make a move. Evangeline. Thomas. Um, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> as soon as you write it and get it in an envelope, Postimus Maximus uh, shows up and goes, Is this all? That's it, darling. Oh, wait, no, one more. Uh, and... I think, actually, like, as she was, like, after she finished writing Elias's, she does write one more, um, and it's just titled, uh, To the Godlets, and, uh, gives it to them as well. Gives it to Postimus uh, as well. Yeah. Um, cool. So, Postimus, uh, puts the one letter in, um, and the other one pockets himself. Um, he looks at you and goes... I'll deliver the second one first. Uh, I can feel the emotion in the second one, in, in the first one. Uh, I think that one needs a better time slot to be delivered. Um, uh, and he vanishes out of sight. Uh, and you are brought back to sitting with Lester, who goes, uh, Evangeline. Hmm? Sorry. Mm, yeah, sorry. What? Uh, lost in thought for a second. Uh, what were you thinking about? That is between me and myself. Thank you. Hmm. And she takes another sip of coffee. Uh, well. Uh, Kyle told me not to tell you this, but you'd fight me and hurt me if I didn't. And I'm more afraid of you than I am of Kyle, even though Kyle is really smart and he pours my drinks. Uh, but he told me not to tell you, but Elias is gonna be in town today. Today? Yeah. Uh, something about they finished building the monastery. Oh, uh, oh, I, uh, and she starts getting up and just starts like stress cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Today, I have so much to do. Today, 
I have to do inventory of the gym. And you can... It, you it, you it, feel Lester grab at your shoulder. Ah! And he goes, Evangeline. No. I got it. You go to that grand opening. I do I still have much to do in the slums, and I have to try. Uh, the, the 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 boys at the gym are going to be so upset if I am late for them. I, I, do I have to? No, Evangeline, I got it. Fine. She like kind of shakes his put his hand off her shoulder. Also, uh, I kind of got all of your best clothes pressed and cleaned for you. Have you been in my house? Yes. Master! I made a spare key just in case you were ever in trouble and I needed to get into the house. You made a spare... And she just, like, walks away for a second, takes a breath, centers herself, and then goes back and goes, we will have this discussion another day. Okay. For now... I guess I'm going to get in my finest and go to the tavern, feel some sort of normalcy, and then I will go to the opening. You better. Now you better. Fine. And then she walks into her room. Uh, And you hear him get up and walk out of the door uh, and presumably head to uh, the... Um, <laughs> to the uh, tavern. Cool. Um, what does Evangeline wear? Oh, I think it would be something like it's like a hybrid between like, like the typical monk clothing mixed with you know Evangeline's bard style, mm-hmm. like her her bard aesthetic. So mm-hmm. she's definitely got like kind of like a halter top type tight tank top shirt. Um, she does have she does have some knuckle wraps around uh, her hands up into her wrists. Her ink brush tattoo is in full view. Uh, she's wearing leather pants though. She's wearing mm-hmm. some knee high esque boots. Um, and you do see uh, a couple. You do see like a pocket that is presumably for knives uh, yes. in her boots. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's very much her her color scheme of the light pinks and blues, but also dark browns, earthy tones, things like that. Her hair is pulled back into a French braid. And mm. uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what she she wears. Okay. Um, as you, I presume that you are probably like sitting in your like den living room area to like steal yourself. Oh, um, yeah. Before leaving to go to the tavern for a second and then going to the opening. Oh, yeah. Uh, you hear a another like three raps on the door, but it's lower this time. And uh, honestly, Evangelist in her own head, she's she probably goes to those. She goes, Lester, I told you I would go, and I promise I didn't lie to you. <laughs> as she's like, opening the door, you look, and all you see is a short hand holding up a letter. 
Oh. And it's Posthumus Maximus. Oh. Hello. This is for Hello. you, darling. Oh, thank you, darling. And she takes the letter. And she's about to, like, dig into her pocket to give him, like, a gold piece for, like, a thank you. To, like, and hit he's to gone. him. <sighs> right. Good chat, uh, Postmas. <laughs> um, do you open the letter? Oh, yeah. Uh, it says, To my key. And it's spelled, like, key for monks. Oh, my God. And... You recognize this handwriting. It says, Ava, this letter will probably reach you by the time I am in Hailball. But I got approval to open the monastery today. And I was hoping... You know what? Hold on. I have some more things to say. I am... Utterly sorry for not corresponding more often. That was a very bad and poor choice on my part, as when somebody is showing interest in another, they should talk to that person. Since the Ascension, as you know, both of our lives have been hectic and crazy, but... I was named Head Monk of the entire order. That being my spot in the Head Council has opened up. I invite you to be not only my date, but to be the newest Headmaster of the Divine Heart. No need to write me because I will see you at the ceremony. I've already told Kyle and Lester to get you prepared. And I know you'll be wearing the one outfit that will make me the most nervous. But after all this, you, me, flight to Morganthi and a weekend away. Always yours, Elias. I'm trying not to cry. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Speaking of trying not to cry. Oh, okay. Nope. We love having proficiency in charisma saves. Awesome. Evangeline definitely turns a shade of red again, uh, especially at the nickname, and then <laughs> at the proposal, and she just, uh, um, I, <sighs> I need to go to the bar, uh, and she immediately goes to the tavern. Uh, as you get there, Kyle already has three shots set up for you, um, as if he knew about the letter. <laughs> oh, she straight up walks up, doesn't even say anything, just takes the one, downs it back, taps it on the table, takes the second, downs it back, taps it on the table. Before she grabs the third, she looks at Kyle and goes, 
if you weren't such a good worker, I would reprimand you until the day is long. And she shoots she, she back the third and goes, he wants to take me on a weekend date to Morganthi. Uh, when you look at him before taking the third shot, Kyle just winks at you uh, and then turns and smiles and goes, oh yeah, I know. You uh, he planned this all out and... Uh, me and Lester have the bar covered for the weekend. Go enjoy. Uh, no. You, you, uh, eventually is straight up speechless. And she's like, you knew. Uh, oh, I'm going to throw up. I feel I'm going to throw up. And it wasn't the booze. No, Angeline, you have people that love you and care for you. Recognize it. I do recognize it. I'm just. You don't I, always I, have to be here. I've. And she looks at she looks at uh, Kyle and goes, "I've never been on a date, Kyle." Hmm. Time to start. Asshole! And she walks into her <laughs> office to try to like to try you, to. As you walk in there, Luster is uh, in there with his feet up on your desk like you usually sit, but it looks so funny because the chair is totally too small for him. Oh, absolutely. And she, again, she shuts the door, she locks it, she goes, You knew about all of this! He, he does, like, the little hair flip, even though he has, like, a buzzed undercut type seal. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. It's what best friends do. I... He called me his key. I... Stop, that's adorable. <laughs> you... Uh, uh... Weekend away in Morganthi. I've never been on a date, Lester. What, what, what if I? What if I say the wrong You've thing? also never been out of Larian. Yes, I have. I have been outside of Larian. I traveled with us for two years. So don't tell me I've never been to the outside. You've of You've never been to Morganthi outside of Larian. Morganthi's a whole different. The circus wouldn't go there through the through the forests and marshes. No, but. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I trip and I faceplant in front of everybody, in front of him? What? You won't. You won't. Do you want to know how? I know. How do you know? Because he'll catch you. But then it'll be really awkward because it's... Uh... And she, like, she has a love seat in her office and she straight up just, like, faceplants directly onto the love seat. Face down, just, like, planking there. In the... She's having a crisis. Um, hmm. I think as you are sitting there, as you're sitting there kind of like going over all this and like freaking out and like Lester's looking at you like he kind of doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, he is like, hold on, let me, let me do something. And he closes his eyes, uh, and is like thinking to himself and, uh, <laughs> um, he's like, really, you see, I don't think he, like Luster is a fighter barbarian. I don't think you've ever seen him use his brain the way that he is right now. It's the era 404, like, sound as his mind yes. is, like, screening. Yes, and uh, he goes, hmm. Okay, uh, I think 
think I may have been able to get a little bit of help. What did you do? Like, I think at this point, Evangeline's been like face first into the couch cushion. And then you see her turn and look at Luster two seconds away from her eye twitching, being like, what did you do? I I reached out to, to someone uh, who who may be able to help a little bit. Uh, but it, it might take them a second to get here. Uh, but as you hear him say that, the lovely Opalin appears in your office. Hello, Liz. Hello. Um... Do me a favor really quick. Lester had contacted you in this moment, sitting in Evangeline's office, um, asking Opalin, who is now a, a goddess. Evangeline um, never met Opalin. To come here and help because Evangeline is freaking out over a certain subject that has to do with a certain favorite fighter monk named Elias. Aww. Of course she's going to clean up. Lester looks at you, Evangeline, and goes, This is Opalyn. Uh, she... Oh, wait, she wasn't... Yeah, I think you can see this, like, look of... I, I don't know who you are. Uh, <laughs> she's one of the... She's one of the, the godlets, the ascended. Uh, she's, like, Elias's best friend. Oh. Uh. And she gets up and she's like dusting herself off, fixing her hair again, and goes, "So nice to meet you, Evangeline Thomas." And she like take holds out her hand. Uh, Opalyn extends her hand and like lightly shakes Evangeline's. Opalyn Aquanath, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you as well, darling. I'm so sorry. Uh, my friend here called you from your dealings to deal with me having a crisis over a boy. It just sounds ridiculous now that I think about it. Darling, crises with love interests have been my thing growing up. Oh. I, it's... Uh, and Evangeline is visibly having a crisis. Uh, like, again, a crisis. Well, uh, you, you, sir, I did yeah. not get your name. Can you go get a bottle of whiskey? Oh, yeah, I can go get a bottle. I'm I'm Luster, by the way. I was, I, I fought Dream in the, the fight club in Valoiri. Right. Sorry, yeah. Names. That's well, you're okay. I was, like, it, it, there than gone. It, it's fine. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I can go get a bottle of whiskey. Uh, he kind of like, actually, he, uh, Evangeline, do you have any secret bottles in your office? Hold on. Let me. I've never thought about it before. Hold on. All right. Oh, yes, she does, but Luster does not know where they are. Okay. He's going to be, he's going to open a drawer and be like, I hit a bottle here like three weeks ago. Where did it go? 
I drank it, jackass. Go out to the bar and grab some from the bar. You ruin all the fun stuff. And he runs out to go get it from the bar. Uh, and as he comes back in, you hear Kyle just being like, you can't take bottles from the bar. And he's like, well, the I told him good. to. And he puts it down and two glasses. Thank you, darling. And yeah, Oprah is going to pour like just a big glass of whiskey for eventually. You need to calm down a little, hun. She takes it and she kind of like swirls it and goes, I I know I need to be calm. I'm always calm, but I one was told about this this morning, and two I I really like him. As you should. He's great. He he's great. He's very sweet, but I'm afraid i am afraid and i don't like being afraid there, okay right. and she takes like a big old swig of the whiskey good good okay what are you afraid of and she pauses for a second and goes i am afraid that he is going to run away as all of the other people that I've ever been interested in have done as well. Why would he do that? I don't know. That's why I'm afraid. And I don't like not knowing. Isn't that what life is? Not knowing. And taking the leap anyway. I guess so. He. Do you want reassurances on who Elias is as a person? I mean, you spent more time with him than, than I ever had. For the first couple years of our life. He let me call him Travis because I thought that's what his name was. Travis? Travis, with a C-H. With a C-H? Yes. I'm terrible with names and nobody ever wants to correct me. <sighs> Even when he was no longer working for my family, he would come whenever called. Always willing to lend a hand. I... I know that he's a sweet person. It's just, you know, growing up, being, you know, the daughter of the man who trained most of the military here in Hylville, you tend to get a name, and that name is not always good. And so, I think it just... A part of me deep down is just preparing for the worst. And I know that life is full of risks and rewards and choices and things like that, but you get comfortable living in a place like this. And she takes another swig of, of whiskey. <laughs> I don't want to be I don't I don't want to be drunk for the I, I don't want to be drunk for this, but just enough to take the edge off. 
<laughs> he wants to take me on a, on a weekend away. A whole weekend? Oh, that's bold. To Morganthi. There's plenty to do. Never been. Oh, it's lovely. Oh? Then again, I grew up there, so... Oh. <laughs> yes. Princess of Aquina. <laughs> a princess? Well, I'm honored to have you in my bar. <laughs> As you should be. But I digress. <laughs> Thank you, Opalin. <laughs> Look. Uh, give it a shot. See how it goes. You don't have to commit to anything yet. Yeah, you really like him, but... Maybe spending a weekend with him will help confirm, or not. There's always ways out, should you not be into it as much as you think you would be. <laughs> well, yeah. there's, there's never any harm in going on a date with a guy just because you're hungry. <laughs> and, and with that, Evangeline definitely lets out a chuckle and goes, Now, when you put it that way... You drive a hard bargain. <laughs> Evangeline, I think, takes another another s big swig of that whiskey, <laughs> sets it down, and she kind of uh, stands up and uh, like brushes herself off again and goes, uh, Oh, go ahead. At this point, you hear uh, Tiny knocks on the door, um, and Kyle opens the door and goes, Uh, madam, a mm. uh, Someone is here to see you. Um, and oh. as he says that, the door pushes open and Elias is standing there. You see a algae green skinned triton man with deep blue hair that is tucked up in a knot with an undercut buzzed into his skin. Um, and a tux that almost looks like robes that is a golden, like, not mustard, but it's not, it's almost look like the suit is made out of gold silk. Like, it like, is gold. Like golden rod, but also yes. gold. Word. Okay. Um, and, like, he looks almost ready for like a royal ball like almost like there's a gala in Morganthi like Opalyn you saw how he dressed for the gala you dressed him for the gala it's almost uh -huh. like he he learned from how you dressed him and I... he looks in the room and he freezes and he goes uh, oh oh Opalyn Hi, Elias. So good to see you again. You see, he like kind of like closes the door and opens it again, and you're still there. And he's like, uh, um, what are. Hmm. I wasn't Don't expecting. Don't be shy. Come here and give me a hug. Uh, he does, and he's just like, well, I wasn't expecting you to see, to see you here in the office of. Yes. Um, how are you? And how is everything going up there? Uh, in the seat of the gods, have you all chosen new cardinals yet? Or are you guys still doing the choosing process? 
No, no, I can't speak to the others. I'm still choosing things. You know how I procrastinate. Yes, uh, I'm sure nobody... It's hard to find somebody that fits your tastes. <clears throat> the best, as always. Um, how are you and Kuma doing? <laughs> you know what? I can it's summon... A story for another day, Elias. <laughs> can summon and talk your our hearts out later. Um, I do have... An, if, 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 if you wouldn't mind me being so rude... Um, you're, Telling me to get the fuck out already? Your oh, you're, you're goddessness. Um, <laughs> I do have a wonderful woman that I have to take on a date. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Um, and you hopefully know. that... I, well, I'm hoping that wonderful woman will also be the soon-to-be head monk of the monastery here in Hellball. But that decision hasn't reached me yet. As, um... Opalyn is just gonna like reach out and like lightly pat Elias's face, like just like twice on the cheek. Oh, you're adorable. And she's gonna turn and she's gonna uh, wrap Evangelina a hug and just whisper right into her ear. Just breathe. You got this. Things will be okay. If they don't work out, let him down easy, or I will come for you. Bye bye. And then she oh. leaves. Okay. Goodbye. And as Opalin's uh, body kind of like twinkles into like almost, it smells like sea salt as Opalin dissipates into the thin air and goes back to her realm as uh, the goddesses and gods do. Um, thank you so much for joining us for this. Uh, Liz and helping us. Thank you, Liz. Um, I'll talk to you later about doing that uh, that conversation between you and Elias. Uh, mm -hmm. Enjoy the rest of your night. All right. Good night. Love you. Bye. Bye. Um, so as you are, I love that I got to do that. Um, uh, Elias kind of is like looking down and like twiddling his thumbs as Opalin dissipates and the smell of sea salt and a very warm feeling washes over the room and he just kind of like looks up through his eyelashes and he's like well, are <clears throat> is Luster are... still in the room? Uh, Luster's kind of like ducked down behind your desk like watching over it <laughs> Okay. And she goes, Elias, darling, hold on. She turns around, looks at Luster, and goes, get the fuck out. You see he kind of like, like a reprimanded puppy dog just kind of like goes, oh, and like walks out <laughs> and closes the door. Uh, and Elias looks at you and goes, you know that him and Kyle are totally going to be listening through the door. Yes, I know. <sighs> I'm fully aware uh, of that. You look I... really nice. Mm -hmm. You look really nice. And, and that's just like, it, it looks like she's like, I shouldn't have said that out loud. He, as much as you can tell on his dark, darkish green skin, he's bright red as you say that. Uh, I... And he is like, uh, well, I figured, um, I would try to match you as much as possible. 
Um, but you know, I, I, I don't think I could ever. Uh, I don't think I could ever stand equal to how good you look. Well, bad. And she grabs the bottle. I think she grabs the bottle of whiskey, and she fills up Opalin's glass, and she hands it to him. And she goes, "You look marvelous, darling." And she takes it, and she kind of does like this, like, kind of like kind of going in for like a cheers. He will cheers you back, and uh, will drink it. Um, and I feel underdressed now because it's just like a, it, it, it's it's still like formal, yeah, but not to the level of Elias. And she like I think at this moment she looks super like embarrassed yeah. because. She really didn't know what to wear, so she's like, "This looks formal enough." Um, Elias is like, I, th "Look, I, I'm going to be overdressed for the unveiling of the monastery. Um, this was uh, purely to impress you." Um, <clears throat> oh, color me impressed. Uh, and he, you can tell that he is nervous. Like, no insight check needed. Like. This man is nervous, like shaking in his boots. Um, and he uh, looks at you and goes, well, being that you are dressed and here and ready, I take it you got my letter. Yes, I did. Um, With the help of L Lester and Kyle, I did. Yes. Um, so you need not answer either question in this moment. Um, uh, I have an airship back to Morganthi anyway. Um, if you would like to join me, that offer still stands. Um, I... As he's like stammering this out, I think Evangeline sets the glass down, walks over to him, like gently grabs him by like the chin with her thumb and forefinger. Goes, Lias. Yes. I would love to have dinner with you. Uh, you can like, it's a weird way to describe it, but in his eyes, you can like. Not only do they brighten and widen, you can see his heart flutter through his eyes when you say that. Um, and he kind of... I think the only move he makes is his fingers interlock with yours on your other hand. And he... I lie, he makes another action. He takes the hand that's holding his chin and kisses the knuckles before he goes, I think we're going to be late to your monastery's opening. I think we are. But I think that can wait just a couple minutes longer. And she she leans in and kisses him. Ah, he kisses back, obviously. He'd be dumb not to. Uh, and he... Um, once the kiss is, is finished, he kind of chuckles and looks at you and goes, uh, uh, better than I'd expect, my 
first kiss to be. Well, this one's mine as well. Uh, so I think this is good for the both of us. Uh, and he smiles and uh, stands there with you for a moment before he's like, I am the like head monk of the monastery. I kind of have to be there. I, um, yes, yes, let's, let's go then, <laughs> you and I. Uh, and he kind of, like, chuckles as, like, you guys walk out, and as you open the door, like, he was right. Luster and Kyle are right there with their ears pressed against the doors. <laughs> and he, you see, he just kind of, like, goes and, like, uses his hand and, like, pushes Luster over, and he stumbles, and he looks at Kyle and goes, if you would please move out of the way, we have an event to go to. Uh, and you see Kyle just kind of like goes rigid and stands to the side and goes, yes, sir. <laughs> I, th uh, I think I think as like they're passing, Evangeline just reels back and just dead arms luster so hard. Ow. You hear him say, and he goes, That's and then he, he, turns, he turns to Kyle and goes, I knew they were cute together. <laughs> um, as you guys walk through, um, Hailval, Elias goes, you know, I wasn't able to really take in how beautiful the city was um, when we were here. It was a rather crazy time. You had a mission to go. You had a mission to complete. Yes, but, you know, I'm glad that at least one good thing came out of that mission. Uh, and um, as you guys are walking, you can kind of see it now. Like, you knew it was being built, but you hadn't, know, like, seen it yet. Um, mm -hmm. And you see this, uh, like, right outside the slums, there was a spot they left open, and you see, like, a dirt um a dirt like fighting arena uh -huh. and a uh a dormitory and a tall tower um and you see across the dormitory it uh it writes um the monastery of the divine heart um and it uh has like a um, kind of you can see that it has like a obviously you have a logo for the blushing crow which is on the uh, wooden sign outside of it uh, and you see the period in divine heart is the blushing crow logo oh hold on the um, <laughs> cries that um, is a nat one. I think as she looks at this, she definitely like chokes up and is like quietly wiping away tears as she's like looking at the the sign for the monastery. Uh, I think he looks at you and he goes, um, I don't, I didn't think that would get you that hard. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> just steal yourself for seeing the rest. I, <laughs> she um, like, she wipes tears. I talked to Seldris last night, and he talked about my parents, so forgive me for the emotions, I guess. Don't apologize. Emotions make you mortal. They are beautiful things. Um, and you see, <clears throat> um, you see that as he, he is actually like walking you through the monastery, like the event is going on and people are talking around and he's like, we have a couple minutes. I want to show you everything. Um, Lead the way. You see, he takes you into the dormitory and there is, um, there is like a child's dormitory and then like the upper floor is for adults. Yeah. Um, the lower floor, the child's dormitory is marked over the door. It's marked as, uh, the little cubs. Um, and then the, um, uh, the, as you get upstairs, you see, um, (laughs) sorry, you see the, male dorms are labeled as, uh, you just see it's, like, stamped with, like, a bear. Um, but it is definitely it's, it's, it is a bear, but you can see little boxing gloves, uh, on the bottom of it. Um, and it said, uh, it says on a plaque on the door dedicated to Yaramir Thomas. Um, and then you see in the woman's the woman's side of the dorm the door is uh is uh, emblemized by a uh a violin with a um a martini glass in front of it uh and uh uh and a little line underneath it that says to entertain and discipline um, and it is, and on a plaque it says, dedicated to, uh, Evane Thomas. Um, and he then takes you to the, <clears throat> um, he takes you to the, uh, tower. And on the tower it says, um, it, it says, uh, uh, office of Evangeline Thomas on the door. Uh, he goes, I know I didn't give you much choice in the answer, but if monks are going to learn the way of mercy, I figured it'd be from you. And one of the other headmasters, the old headmaster of the Way of Mercy, <clears throat> has decided to step down. <laughs> um, and your monastery will be dedicated to teaching young monks who would like to learn your way. Um, <clears throat> and I know both of us being headmasters and 
teaching young monks in monasteries will make a relationship hard. <laughs> but as the head monk, I can go where I please. And I promise to not let my correspondence wane the way that it did prior to now. I've no doubt. I've never doubted you then, and I've never doubted you now. And I think as they're standing in front of the office, like she, her hand reaches up to kind of like, like hold the side of his face, like, like her, her thumb stroking his like jawbone of sorts. She goes, thank you, darling. Of course. Uh, and you didn't realize it, but he was actually walking you through the tower and you guys are now at the top of the tower. Uh, and you hear, like, obviously someone is using thaumaturgy to make their voice louder. Yeah. Uh, you hear, uh, and our wonderful headmaster and leader of the Divine Heart, Elias Veltanath, and you see he smiles and looks at you and kind of, like, backwards leaps of fates off of the building. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, three-point lands like superhero landing on the on the ground and everybody cheers and he goes and joining me your new headmaster of the divine heart monastery here in Haleval Evangeline Thomas she and he looks up. up she straight up does the same leap of faith uh she does it she does it forward though she's not she's not about to do it backwards mm -hmm. No, she falls, she does the leap of faith forward and lands, three-point lands right next to him. And I think her tattoo is kind of glowing at the same time as she lands. Mm -hmm. As she, Yeah, as she lands right next to him. Uh, he smiles and uh, you see he puts his hands together, opens them in a circle, turns them over and pushes them forward, a glowing golden and green orb of energy comes out of his chest. And he looks at you and goes, each monk of our order has their own divine heart. This one is not mine. As the head monk, I can hold two to bestow one on a new monk. This one was given to me by the gods themselves to bestow upon you as the newest headmaster of our line. And you see he opens his arm, his hands towards you and kind of like is holding it, looking for you to uh, take it. She reaches out and takes it. Um, the orb floats up into your hands, and as you move it towards you, it floats up and into the center of your chest where your sternum is. And you feel warmth and cold and electricity and fire and so much running through you, and you feel a different... You've never felt connected to the gods, but you feel connected to the inner linings of the energy of the world. This is new, and this is exciting, and this is powerful. And you feel that you can bring 
deities to you if needed. Just like how they brought, just like how Zeldra's brought you to him, using this energy you've been giving, you can bring them to you. Oh. And he looks, he looks at you and goes, it is my deepest honor to welcome you to the Monastery of the Divine Heart. Now, your monastery will not be opening for the weekend, as we have somewhere to be. Well then, I uh, think we should... Well, thing, I, I think we should set out on our way. Yes, I shall station monks here to uh, allow sign-ups. Um, and you shall be allowed to begin come the end of the weekend. Uh, and he grabs your hand and starts... He, like... You guys are walking at first, and then it turns into, like, a run. Uh, and he's leading you towards the airship, and you see this ornate airship that... You've seen these kinds of airships before? Like, these are, like, royal airships. Like, how did you how did you manage this? Darling, I'm friends with the king of Aquana. Oh. Right. Oh, then the king Sure. Right. Uh speaking of which, have you ever spent a weekend in a city underwater? And I think eventually like gestures to Larianne and Hylval and goes no. Well, prepare for the time of your life. Uh, and he takes you onto the airship. Um, and he looks at you and goes, Well, I know this is all a big show and everything. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a kid from... I came from Farius and everything and all this, but you're worth it. I would expend every resource I have to spend time with you. <gasps> Gotta center myself. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, no amount of riches in the world would ever, ever deter me away from you. And with I need I'm gonna need both of them to make a wisdom saving uh oh that's a nat 20 for a total of 24 for Evangeline awesome he got a pretty high one too um you hear a static voice in your head uh and it's like I'm sorry to interrupt you <sighs> My champions, the ones who have aided the Chosen in the Great Awakening. We need you. The champions of the Chosen are being called forth. Meet on the Violet Isle in four moon cycles in order to get the information you need. An unauthorized ascension is happening and you are needed to stop it. 
And that right is where now. we'll end the session. And that is where we'll end the session. Ah! <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, once again, Mick, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, <laughs> how can I do anything after that? Uh, um, no, every first and third Saturday over at Lena Lovely 85 um, is a campaign that Lena and I co-DM. Um, go check that out every first and third Saturday at like 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that's where I run it. I help DM this campaign. It's, it's a good time. Uh, the crew has been gone for five years and they just uh, were brought back and now they're trying to navigate life after after being stuck in a pocket dimension. Ooh, we love. Um, this is definitely, this is going to be released after the climax of uh, the main campaign. So I will be able to um, announce this in this. Um, we will be having a mini series starting April 7th uh, on Queers and Spears here. Um, we are moving to a full audio platform. Um, okay. We will not be going live on Twitch anymore except for special episodes. Okay. Um, but uh, we will still be releasing episodes every week. Okay. Um, and we will be running a mini campaign called Fodum Sept, uh, which will be guest DM'd by the lovely player for Kaivalya, known as CJ. Okay. Um, it will be taking place in uh, Saluna, just in a different part of the world. For sure. Um, and it is going to be so good. Uh, so many inspirations for it are deep, dark, and emotional. Uh, and your lovely DM will be playing a character in it. That is so um, fun! And we may be debuting some stuff in our <gasps> podcast. Some homebrewed stuff. So pay attention. Watch out. We'll be announcing stuff. We should also, by this point, have more NPC art up on our Instagram because, you know, when this was recorded, our, GM, our DM started sharing NPC stuff with information on our Instagram. Um, so pay attention to that. Some fun NPCs from season one. Um, and at this point, I'm pretty sure I have announced that season two will be happening. Um, so be prepared for that. I don't know the date of when we will be starting yet. So, um, that's fine. Um, you can find us on Queers and Spears on every platform. Uh, and on all, uh, all podcast platforms, it is QNS World of Saluna because apparently queer is a bad word to put. Um, stupid, we're reclaiming it. Um, Facts. But thank you so much for joining me at this one-on-one. Um, and hopefully soon we can get in and get Champions of the Chosen, which I have alluded to um, at the end of this episode going. Um, it'll be a fun little thing, um, which hopefully I can get all of our guest stars back for. Oh, it'd be so much fun. It would be, and we could see a little deeper into the now relationship of Evangeline and Elias. Oh my god, it's gonna be so good. Um, and maybe at some point we'll get a one-on-one -on -one for that weekend in Morganthi. Oh yeah. 
Um, but yes, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a grand time having you. Oh, thank um, you. You're an absolute I... delight. Oh, it was so much fun. I, I love that. It's like, they're about to like have this super cute moment. They're like, hey, you're getting called to the station on date night. Yep. It, it's, it's the Joker Harley Quinn moment of you're ruining date night. Yep, exactly. Except we are not an abusive couple. <laughs> um, But yeah, so also Evangeline, welcome to the, the Order of the Divine Heart. Yeah. Uh, you are in a very secret society now in which Elias will have time to teach you about in the coming whenever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, the fact that he was like, oh, when you were explaining, when you were, were explaining all of the, uh, all of the, the different, the different pieces, I was just like, oh, I'm going to cry. All of that was improv, by the way. I opened your backstory to be like, what can I do to twist their heart? Um, but yeah, thank you so much. 